0: It's reception, reception, the show. Now, James Cole and Matt Harmon.
1: Um, yo, what's going on, Baltimore, bro? Seven receiver drops in week Uh, five. Oh
0: my god.
1: Okay, I want to start this conversation with Rashad Bateman. It was clear that they wanted to try to get Bateman a little bit more involved. And he caught the first pass of the game and literally Matt did not catch another ball the rest of the game, despite how hard they tried to get it to him. And obviously he had a really bad drop in the end zone. That should have been a touchdown, right? So what is going on with Rashad Bateman, man? Is it just the injuries? Is it confidence? Because I tell you what, when I look at him play, I'm not seeing a confident player. I'm not seeing a confident player at all. Um, and, and I just wonder, is it, again, is it the injuries? Is it in his head? Is it just bad circumstance? Are we just on the wrong side of variance? What is it? What are you seeing?
0: A little bit of everything. So I went back before this show because I knew we were going to talk Ravens. And, I mean, it's been an onslaught in the Discord asking about Rashad Bateman. So I went back and charted his uh, game against the Steelers and his game against mm. the Colts uh, before okay. he missed time with a hamstring injury uh, in against the Browns. So here's the deal with Trot Bateman. I mean, number one, he is only running out as a perimeter receiver. 96.1% of his snaps in those two games have been outside. He has been on the line of scrimmage for 94.8%. So pure X ISO receiver on one side of the field, that's it. Like, obviously, Zay Flowers is their movable chess piece. Uh, You're not going to play Nelson Aguilar at X because nobody's going to take you seriously if you do that. So it's (laughs) mostly been – him and then obviously against the Steelers, Odell Beckham rotating in as as the outside receiver uh, alongside um, Rashad Bateman. And man, I, I mean Beckham, uh, lo- doesn't look good for Beckham. No, you know, I was gonna
1: say, is he toast? Because uh, doesn't it's not looking good out there, bro?
0: It does not look good, uh, especially from a juice perspective, which is not surprising because you know he just where he is at this point in his career. He still at some point can run some good routes. I think he's, he's good, still good route runner. Just the explosion is not there, you know, and anytime he's going to have to like the crazy catches that he, you know, used to make, I think are probably a, a thing of the past. Right. They throw Agreed. that fade route to him against Jerry Porter, Jr. Um, or Joey Porter, Jr. Sorry. And he, yeah. um, he, you know, it didn't Porter say apparently told him like to go be a family man or whatever. Not great. You know, <laughs> not great.
1: Dang. Anyways, that's that's uh,
0: that's rough, dude. Yeah. With Bateman specifically, now I think he's still really good at separating on like slant routes and curl routes. In these two games, 85.7% success rate on uh, slants, 87.5% mm-hmm. success rate uh, on curls. Like those routes are still really good, but the deep stuff is a problem. Like nine routes, he's not getting open on nine routes. Post routes, he's not going to get open. He's not getting open on post routes. Um, you know, then that's really it. Like that's all they're kind of having him run a very condensed route tree at this point and having him run straight down the field to stretch the defense he's not in position really well when he has to get targeted on those nine routes okay and I think a lot of it too is a lot of inex, you know a um, lot of lack of practice reps you know um, he didn't practice almost at all in the offseason coming back from that uh, foot injury he got the hamstring injury uh, in season you know I think it's going to be a slow ramp up for Rashad Bateman and by the way, we this is it was easy to see coming because, you know, Nelson Aguilar is playing more than him at this point because Nelson Aguilar practiced with the offense all offseason. Right, right. You know, and, and Zay Flowers practiced with the offense all offseason. Even Beckham was there in the offseason ahead of Rashad Bateman. So it's not surprising that this is happening with Bateman. I think we could see a better version of Bateman at some point this season, but we have to give it time with this player. And, you know, at, at this point it's just – it's been one thing after another from a health perspective. Like you just can't have confidence that he's going to be out there. And then it's tough to, if you're the offensive coordinator, you're the coach. It's tough to game plan things around Bateman when he's just hasn't been available. So I agree with you that I think the lack of confidence is definitely there because I don't know that he's been able to build up confidence because of the lack of reps. Um, and, And then again, the vertical, juice in his game is not there right now at this point and I don't know if it ever will be
1: uh his entire career he has lined up in the X more than 85 percent uh each and every year so yep. you know this kind of usage for him um isn't outside the norm for him I, and and I think it does beg the question Matt um if he's winning on these slant routes would it not make a little bit more sense to kind of sort his, I, I get the Zay flowers is this movable chess and he's been dynamic brother. Like he has yeah. been, he's been better than advertised and some people made were his fair sh-
0: share of mistakes too. Um, well, he was definitely at yeah. fault for a few of those as is Mark Andrews, by the way, this is one thing to note with the drop stuff. Mm, okay. Um, cause if you think about it, everybody that's come through Baltimore has had issues with drops, right? Like Bateman has had issues. Zay flowers has had a couple issues. Mark Andrews quietly all, almost like you can, you can put it like set your watch to it he's going to have a few crushing drops every single year um yeah marquise brown drop issues in baltimore even though he never really did in college and he really hasn't so far in arizona either um you know just again everybody that's run through there has had drop issues you know i saw jt o'sullivan point this out uh who does obviously great work on youtube at the qb school you should check it out if you don't Mm -hmm. uh he pointed out that like Lamar kind of throws like a weird ball, and uh, he almost comes. It comes off his hands. The way he said, "I'm hopefully I'm not butchering it, is it like comes off of his hands, not the way he wants to all the time, which can make it tough on receivers. You know. That being said, like Rashad Bateman, you get both hands on it in the end zone. You 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 ran a great route, by the way, and you got wide ass open. You gotta uh-huh. catch that thing, brother. You know, like that's <laughs> you that's you know, you, you gotta catch it. Uh, but Mark Andrews is again always had sh- struggles with drops. I think there might be part of that, like as a Lamar, I'd be curious if class uh, you know, sees any of that, but, um, I've just heard some quarterback people point that out. So
1: I, it's like a kind of a, this is a, again, wild speculation here, but I'm comparing it to baseball, but he throws almost like a sinker ball where yeah. like the ball comes out looking quick for whatever reason. And then it falls. Um, and I wonder if that's just his arm angle and spin or whatever it is. I'm not a quarterback guy. J toss, I'm sure would, be way better at explaining that, uh, than anybody else would. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. Like the way that the ball kind of sort of drops right at the end, uh, is really interesting to me when I watch the ball flight. So there's something to that, man. And, and I'm glad you brought that up. But, uh, but yeah, that's uh what, what a weird little, what a weird little thing it is in, in, in football. Sometimes if you're just not anticipate, if a guy throws different than everyone else, it's gotta be a little bit hard to get the timing exactly right. And as we know in football, man, those little those little milliseconds, man, that's the difference between making a play and not making a play, right? So uh, Especially when you're a guy like
0: Bateman who has not spent enough time practicing um and getting those reps in with Lamar, I Good think point. that is a that is a problem. Um, you know, I just cause I know Lamar is like a weirdly um you know, like people people will defend Lamar literally to their last breath, and I'm I'm a Lamar <laughs> guy. I lo- I love uh-huh. watching Lamar. I'm, a, I'm I'm a fan, but um, sure. he's one of those players that like everybody will, oh, drops 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 drops, and like maybe there's a consistent reason that like his pass catchers are always dropping him balls. You know, dropping his balls, right? Um, that's a weird thing to say, but you know, you know what I mean. I just <laughs> I, I, I I do think Bateman at at some point can get um, back to a viable level. Again, he's yeah. still. You see the route running there with him. It's just the explosion is not there. Right. Uh, I just, you know, I, we're at a point now with Bateman, like we just have to hope and cross our fingers that he is able to consistently stay healthy. Cause it has not been the case to this point. And um, I don't know. It's, we'll see.
1: Uh, Zay flowers falling down on that deep route too hurt my soul. Oh, yeah. I'm like, yo, if he stays on his feet, man, like he falls on his own. No one trips him up. It's just the turf monster. Got him. I'm like, damn! If he stays up, dude, that might be a house call with his set of moves. Oh, but bro, he falls down. I'm like, oh man, that hurts the soul. Anyways, um, yeah, interesting stuff happening there uh, in Baltimore. You, you know what? By, by the way, last thing I'll say about Lamar Jackson, too. Come on, man! Like, it's like it's you. You, will, you can't even have a conversation about Lamar nowadays. It's like sucks, right? Because it's yeah. like, yeah, his his catch his pass catchers need to catch more of the balls that are being thrown his way. There's, there's just no doubt. Seven drops in one game is absurd. Right, and I think it was like something like the most drops pe- one team has had in a single game since I don't know whatever since the le- le- the leather helmet days or something. Right, something. Yeah, crazy, it was outrageous. Right? Yeah, yeah, it was, it was crazy. Right. Okay. Okay. Now that being said, you can also say, bro, Lamar, you can't throw that pick in the in the end zone with the game on the line, right? right. But it's like, oh well, he wouldn't be in that position if his guys caught the b-. It's like, okay, I understand. Both dude, things can, can be true. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, come on, man. Like, can we at least say that was a bad pass? Like. And I, if I say that am I a hater? Like am I saying that Lamar Jackson can't play quarterback? No. I'm just saying it's a bad throw. Yeah. We we do that with every quarterback but we for whatever reason you can't say that with Lamar. Without like being like, you know, people are like, "Oh, you're either a boomer or like you're just a Lamar hater." It's like, "Man, I just don't I don't I I get it. I understand why because you know, people are like, oh, he's a running back or whatever. Some nonsense. Right.
0: There are still those dumbasses that anytime you yes, tweet about Lamar, exactly. they, they will pop in there and be like, yeah, well, if he's, he's only his uh, quarterback wasn't a running back, you know, or whatever. So um it's, it's, it's like he's a political issue. Um, I do no- 100%, man. It's like, <laughs> golly. Actually, Jesus. off the top of my head, are there any other players that are more like you can't even have a rational discussion about um I mean, I can think of like George Pickens is like the receiver version of that. Like you either have to think George Pickens is like AJ Green reincarnate or like you have to think that he's DJ Chark, you know, uh, (laughs) that's like neither one of those is true, but you can't, you can't have like a rational conversation about um, George Pickens, like the receiver version of that. Definitely Lamar is the quarterback version of that.
1: Kyler Murray used to be like that until all the call of duty stuff started
0: coming out, you know? Yeah. Yeah, right. And now then, he's like a butt of a joke. Which exactly? Once you, once you, yeah, once you, know? you become the butt of a joke, you're like that. It's all Tua, Tua. was like that. Yeah, um, Tua, Tua's still like that. Tua is still like that for sure. Brock Purdy is kind of Brock Purdy is definitely is kind of like oh that. Oh my it's, gosh, like, you can't have the, the Brock Purdy thing is crazy right now. You know, dang.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. Um. Yeah. I mean, golly. Uh. Don't get me wrong. I'm not like thinking Brock Purdy's. You know an all pro or anything. I mean, he will be because of the he stats he that he's be, putting but... up. I'm just saying from a talent perspective, it's not like he's an all pro or anything like that. But, um, but yeah, some people just have him ranked so high, unable to divorce stats from talent. Uh, and then some people, uh, some people who I really respect have him like as a bottom three quarterback in this league. I'm like, that's definitely not true either. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, come on, <laughs> this is not a bottom five quarter. It's like, bro, have you seen the NFL? He's not about a bottom five quarterback in the league, you know, come on. Uh, anyways, whatever. Neither here nor there. Let's move on. Uh, okay. Um, Adam Thielen, man, he is having a, a career resurgence right now in Carolina. Rumors of this man's demise have been greatly exaggerated, Matt Harmon. Um, he saw two targets in week number one ever since. This is a guy that's averaging 11 targets per game, nine receptions per game, nearly 100 yards per game. Matt Harmon, this dude is catching everything thrown his way. 82% catch rate. Bro, that is impressive. Uh, His 82% catch rate, by the way, would be a career high by a million miles. 70.5% catch rate in 2021. That's his other career high. And he's a career 70% catch guy. This guy's playing out of his damn mind.
0: I mean, who cares? (laughs) What a response! What a response! Why is it who cares? Why? Well, uh, Number one. Okay. Okay, there's actually a lot of interesting things to talk about with the Adam Thielen thing, none of which is Adam Thielen's production from this year. Like, that's not very interesting because... Again, who cares? He's producing this for an 0-5 Panthers team. Uh, and look, he is – among the guys that have the 15 – like he's eighth, I think, in the NFL in targets or something like that. Um, or, you know, it's top, definitely top 10. But among the guys that have – that are top 15 in the NFL in targets, his target share is the lowest because he's getting a bunch of targets with a dusty receiver room around him as his team is trailing in negative games for this is like it's not the same thing, but it's kind of like the Jerry Judy rule from last year where, um, okay, you're producing all these numbers and your offense blows. Like, I don't care, right? So uh-huh. that's kind of where we're at with Adam Thielen. But at the same time, I do think the instructive thing here, he's almost an interesting case where, like, stats lie in both ways. Where okay. it's like, oh, yeah, look at Adam Thielen's numbers from this year. Well, yeah, like I said, who cares? The offense stinks, and it's not as if – um. Yeah, he's making plays in short in the short area, and, and he, him and Bryce Young have an, in a nice little connection. Um, he's that's great. Uh, I, just again, I don't think he's having like a you say he's like playing his ass off or you know playing outside his mind. I don't think that's necessarily the case. I think he's putting up good numbers uh, because he's still a viable NFL receiver. Which brings me to my second point, which is the numbers from last year absolutely lied on Adam Thielen. Like people looked at last year. He's yeah. was targeted. He had a, like a zero point one seven targets per route run last year with the Vikings. And like, ah, oh, well, see, he, he's washed. His yards per route run is one point one seven. He's washed. Well, no, he's just running routes with at with Justin Jefferson on the same side of the field. Okay, like, yeah, you're you're never gonna look at Adam Thielen. He's a declining player. Okay, he's not completely toast last year with the Vikings. You know. He's just never going to be the first read in the progression because you have a player that we talked about at the top of the show who's one of the f- two or three best non-quarterbacks in the NFL. You see what I'm saying? So like, yeah. yards and targets per route run are going to lie to you because he's on the field all the time because he's still a viable NFL player. He's just not going to be getting a ton of targets and get- making much production because the guy who's going to be doing that is Justin Jefferson. Then they bring in um old buddy TJ Hawkinson, and he's like that safety blanket for Kirk Cousins too. So – he becomes the third guy in the progression there, and he's never going to get a ton of like targets and yards per route run because he's just not going to be that main factor in the offense. The offense is going to funnel through those two guys. Now you'd see him this year in Carolina, and he's moved into the slot, which is a thing you always have to monitor when these veteran declining perimeter receivers then move into right. that like big slot role. Now he's getting you know the ball completely funneled to him because there is no, you know, there's not a lot of other viable options in the pass game this year. His targets per route run, his yards per route run, um, are are way up, right? Yeah, so far this year, right. uh, two zero point two four targets per route run. His yards per route run is over two. Like that stuff, yards per route run and targets per route run involve, like, targets per route run. I get is a is a talent stat, but sort of when you're playing across from a guy who's the most talented receiver in the NFL and Justin Jefferson, your targets per route run are going to be negative and in, negatively influenced by that. I'm sure I'm like the Pepe Sylvia, you know, Charlie Day, always sunny, like I'm pointing in all these different directions right now with the <laughs> string and, and But so the point here is that like uh-huh. number like receiver numbers, even the advanced ones like targets per route run and yards per route run can lie to you. They lied to you about Adam Thielen last year. I, I kind of sort of think they're lying to you this year, even though he has successfully and critically and it's important to talk about this stuff made that transition from the perimeter slot receiver or perimeter receiver to the big slot receiver as a veteran guy
1: okay let me put a button on the outside inside numbers because i got some interesting numbers there too i just want to go back and give you a complete pushback on it doesn't matter it does matter this guy (laughs) is playing really good football right now i know it's for a bad team I get that, but we're talking about a player who is 33 years old and carrying the lantern right now for Carolina. Listen, this whole idea of you got to throw it somewhere has been disproven in so many different spots, man. And at the end of the day, I mean, look look at what's happening in New England. Look at what's happening. There's no one there's oh, yeah. no one making a play. And so for me it's like when I look at Adam Thielen I'm like, "Yo, okay, uh, is he the only option in a in a dusty room of receivers?" That is true. Yes. But he is also playing well, which is why he is compiling as many of the stats as he is. So I understand what you're saying. I do. But bro, I am a person that is like, I'm just like, yo, I'm impressed because here he is at 33 years old and getting back to his, you know, position switch, if you will, going from an outside receiver to an inside receiver has been really impressive. This is a dude that again, has played 75% in the slot this year. Last year, he was at 32% with Minnesota, right? Right. And and I found this to be surprising. Like I thought his game actually would be a little bit more conducive to playing inside, but Minnesota has really used him as primarily as an outside wide receiver. You know, anywhere between seventy-five to eighty percent lined up outside. This year, it's seventy-five percent inside, and and his A dot has come way down too. Right, uh, a ten point seven career A dot prior to this year. Right now, it's at seven point two right? So he's seeing shorter targets. He's lining up inside, but he's doing a really good job in terms of creating separation and giving his quarterback a clear window for, for him to throw the ball. And again, are, are they, are they huge plays? No, they're not huge plays, but it's keeping the offense. I don't even want to say a float cause their offense sucks, but I mean, it's like, but you know, at least trying to keep them on schedule. You know what I'm saying? That that's the only thing I'm impressed by, man. Like he's, He's really again made that nice transition from outside to inside seamlessly and is and is even at his age a playmaker for Carolina right now. I think both of those things, man, they deserve their due.
0: I'm not trying to not give him his due. Uh I'm just saying that, you know, again when you putting up hollow stats when you're getting blown <laughs> out by the lions. Like you say, he's holding the lantern. Where, where is he holding that lantern? Where is it leading to? Like, uh, at, yeah, not, not out the of the woods, <laughs> yeah, yeah, not out of the woods into the pits. And, <laughs> and yeah, he is, he is absolutely earning right. those targets. Cause he's a, still a very solid NFL player. That that's kind of my point in that the Vikings stats were a lie in that way. But, um, here in Carolina, yeah, he's way better than I think people gave him credit for going to this year. And, and the slot stuff is interesting too, because he actually played big slot receiver for the Vikings at one point prior to Justin Jefferson being there, and they were more of a when they were more of a eleven personnel team. Remember, like I'll never yep. forget this because remember Steph Diggs in I think it was you know twenty sixteen he played a ton of slot receiver like catching little pop gun passes with Sam Bradford, but then people were like, oh no, they're moving him outside. Can he win outside? And obviously, you know how I felt about that in reception perception. And then meanwhile, Adam Thielen. Caught 91 passes in 2017 as a big slot receiver and 113 passes as a big slot receiver for the 2018 Minnesota Vikings. So he's had experience playing in this role, too. He's basically doing kind of like what Larry Fitzgerald did towards the end of his career. Right. Um, Just a bit of a, again, more meaningless version because it's for the 0-5 Panthers, not the Cardinals pushing for an NFC title run.
1: It is really interesting that you bring up 2018, which was by far his, you know, career year, right? 113 receptions in 2018 for 1300, almost 1400 yards, um, and had nine touchdowns that year. Um, and and again, other than this year, that was also one of his best, you know, um, catch rate seasons too, catching 74% of the passes thrown his way. Uh, The reason I bring up 2018, and I just wonder about this, man. I bring up 2018 as a career year for him. That was also one of the highest, you know, um, slot percentages that he had seen in his career. 55% of his snaps came out of the slot in 2018. And again, I just want to bring up 2019, 2020, 2021. Uh, this guy was lining up, um, inside, not 55% of the time, but more like 25, 30%. So, I don't know. It's it just seems like to me. I guess I'm confused, right? Like you see a guy put together a banner year in 2018. Why shift him outside again? Like what what are we doing here? Clearly he's winning inside. It seems like it was a little bit of a misuse of, of talent and ability to be like, hey, Adam Thielen, can you just go ahead and win outside? And also we're gonna throw it's it's 10 air yards a target. Like let's just go. I I'm just I'm very confused by by that mismanagement of talent. Uh, and talent evaluation from Minnesota, uh, certainly the last, you know, two or three years uh, of
0: his career there. Two words, Mike Zimmer. <laughs> All right, fair. I mean, his last year was Kevin O'Connell. They yeah, had him but, doing the same you know, stuff. What can you do? You're not playing. Uh, you're not playing. Well, they're about to play KJ Osborne outside, but see how that goes. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. That's actually a
1: very good point. Very good point.
0: 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company.